Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. Today, by the grace of God, we are going to go back to our teaching on the Bible. So you know our chart, we are looking at the story of the whole Bible. And at the moment, we are taking our time to look at the beginning. And that is what we are doing at the moment. You remember where we stopped the last time? We are taking a deep look into this concept of rest. We said that we saw that concept being established, the foundation being laid for us in the creation story. God rested on the eighth day. It was not a rest of exhaustion. It's a rest as it were that God has finished doing what he was doing and is moving on to doing another thing. You know, I was thinking about this and one of the pictures that came to me is if you are building a house as it were, Okay, I know in the Western world, we buy a house that has been built, but in the developing country, people build their own house. And it's a lot of work. You buy the land, even if you move into a house in Western world, somebody bought that land, somebody build the land, they build the, the, the house, lay the foundation, put in the wall, even when it is all done, they put in the fittings, the toilet and all those things. And that is almost like what was going on in the one to six of creation. And when all that work is done, the house is built. The fittings have been put in. Everything is now in place. You know, the lightning, the gas, the water, the electricity, everything is done. The door is being fit. Everything is done. The final touch has been done. The house is painted. Everything is fulfilled. Then that work is done. The work of building is done. It's like the work of creation is done. And then you rest. What is the rest in that example is when people moved in. So you're now moving because the job is done. Now, it's not as if that is the end of it. No, it's just that we are no more building. We are no more painting. We are no more digging. We are no more screwing things. Now we are in the house. It's still the house. Now we are in the house so that we can enjoy and walk out of the house that has been built. We can now maintain the building. We cannot enjoy that which the building has provided. Now, I know that is not a perfect example, but that gives us an idea of what we are talking about here. The fact that God rested, as it were, on the seventh day is because the job of creation has been done. And we said that this concept, it was established for us in the creation story, but it moves into the whole Bible up to our present time. Now, the creation story is about the intervention, and this is very important, it's about the intervention of God on behalf of his people for their deliverance, for their salvation, that was the activity that we saw that God was involved with in the Old Testament. And it delivered the children of Israel out of that. But what is the end purpose of that? Remember, when Moses went to Pharaoh, he said, let my people go that they may serve me. That is the end purpose of all this. is so that they can enter into God's rest, so that they can enter into a place of rest, a place of fellowship, a place of communion with God. And God want them to live out the rest of their life from this place of rest or from this 
this place of them enjoying the rest of God. And that was the plan, that they will be God's people. And through them, the whole world will be able to know the God of Israel and come to their light. Obviously, we know that just like Jonah, the children of Israel, for the most part of their history, did not actually fulfill this purpose of God because they were always going into the world to be like the people of the world and allowing sin to override them. But I want you to see that, number one, this was the purpose. God intervened in the affairs of his people to deliver them and to bring them into his rest. And we saw that when they came out of Egypt and when they crossed the rest, say, almost immediately what God did was to bring them to Mount Sinai so that God himself can make himself known to his people. So let's look a little bit further at this concept of rest that was given to the children of Israel in the Old Testament. Let's read Deuteronomy chapter 12. We are going to read Deuteronomy chapter 12. I read verses 8, 9, and 10. You shall, you shall not do after all the things we do here this day. Every man whatsoever is right in his own eyes. For you are not yet come to the rest and to the inheritance, which the Lord your God giveth thee. But when you go over Jordan and dwell in the land which the Lord your God giveth thee to inherit, and when he giveth you rest from all your enemy around, so that you dwell in safety. Now, this was Moses talking to the children of Israel. So I'm looking at rest in the five book of Torah. Now, here we see Moses looking in two, in two directions. Moses was talking about today because they were still on this journey. Israel was in the wilderness. For the most part, they were rebellious. So their journey in the wilderness was not marked by rest. They were rebellious. They were not obedient. They were always trying to turn back to Egypt on the way. So that generation actually failed to experience and failed to enter into the rest of God because like Adam and Eve, these people are always stiff-necked. These people abandon God and they try to do what was right in their own eyes. And that was why they couldn't enter into that rest. And you know, we read that in Hebrews chapter 4, that they couldn't enter into a rest because they were rebellious. A place of rest is a place of faith, is a place of obedience, is a place of fellowship, is a place of communion where we are living a life that is actually pleasing God in obedience to him. But Moses did look forward to, Moses was saying, you know what? A time is coming when you will enter into the land that God has given you, when God will give you rest on every side. God will give you a land. God will give you victory. God will give you peace. And obviously that is if they allow him to do that. If they allow him to do that. So at the point at which they were rebellious, there was no rest. But Moses was looking forward because God was trying to restore that which was lost in Eden, isn't it? Okay. And God was trying to give them this. And you will see that this theme runs through the whole scripture, that God wants to give his people a kingdom, a kingdom of rest. That is the plan of God, a kingdom where God is king and where we are his people, where God is ruling through his people in this relationship of fellowship and communion, just like it did for Adam and Eve in the in, in the creation story. He entered into a covenant with the children of Israel so that he will be their God, they will be his people, and they will obey and serve him. And when they do that, it will take pain, war away, sickness, and, 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 and pestilence away from them. But unfortunately, for the most part, 
they would not obey God. And that is why oftentimes their life was full of unrest. Now, when we then look through the history of the children of Israel, you will see that there are moments of peace and rest. Sometimes when they have leaders that were righteous leaders that fear God. Okay. So we see that there are these little patches of time when Israel was faithful, when they have faithful leaders, and when they were able to enjoy the rest of God to certain extent. Let's read a couple of those places. We are going to read Joshua chapter 1 verse 13. Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord God, the servant of the Lord commanded you, saying, the Lord your God has given you rest and has given you this land. Second Chronicle chapter 20 verse 29 and 30. And the fear of God was on all the kingdom of those countries when they heard that the Lord fought against the enemies of Israel. So the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet for his God gave him rest round about. Judges chapter 3, verses 11, verse 11 and 30. And the land had rest for 40 years, and Othniel, the son of Kenaz, died, verse 30. So Moab was subdued that day under the hand of Israel, and the land had rest for score years. So what I'm establishing here is that when the people of God do, you know, obey God and walk in accordance with his will and his purpose, they did enjoy this rest. Unfortunately, Israel's story is marked with more of restlessness, rebellion, weariness, oppression than rest. God wanted to give them rest. But unfortunately, they they were rebellious. And when they are rebellious, they forfeit this rest for themselves. They forfeit this rest for the land that God has given them. They exchange the peace that God gave them for oppression. But like Moses, the prophet of Israel, they are looking ahead and saying, you know what? There's a rest that is still coming. Despite all this rebellion, there is still a rest that is coming. And when you read various prophets that God sent to his people, they usually look back to warn the people, to warn them that if they are disobedient, they will face all this oppression and restlessness, but that if they obey God, they will experience his rest, but they wouldn't listen. But sometimes they do. Sometimes they will have particularly the, the, the southern kingdom. They do have more righteous king, unlike the northern kingdom. And we've gone through this before, so I'm not going to go through that again. And that is the same theme that we see in the prophet, God offering his people a kingdom of rest. And if they agree, if they receive it from him, they experience the rest of God. No, again, that doesn't mean that they didn't have challenge. They had challenge, but God was there. Remember that story when Moses sent the 12 spies into the land of Canaan and 10 brought evil report. Remember what Joshua and Caleb said. I mean, they saw the same giant. They saw the same challenge, but they said our God is with us. That is the type of rest. The rest doesn't mean that we are not going to face challenge, but we know that he that is with us is greater than he that is against us. We know God is among those helping us. And that is the rest that even though I pass through the valley of shadow of death, I fear no evil because God is with me. His rod and his staff will comfort me. That is the source of our rest. And when you read the, the, the book of Psalm, you will see this same theme of the rest of God. The Psalm also talk about today about the rest of God in this sense, in this cosmic sense, the rest that God offers his people. The fact that if the people accept this offer, they will enter into the rest 
of God. But if they refuse, if they are rebellious, they will experience unrest. They will experience rot. And that is still the same question that we have today. Okay, it's still the same question that we have today, that if we are obedient, then we'll eat the good of the land. So what we glimpse from all these Old Testament passages that we have seen is actually the character of God's rest. We see the offer of God's rest. We see the, the, the provision of God's rest. And we see that this will now be fulfilled in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, this is, this is very, very important. This rest that we're talking about is the silence of every enemy. But more than the absence of war, it is all things set right. The war may be there, but God is there with us. We have peace. Shalom. Peace is the Hebrew word that is closest to this rest that the scripture speaks of and that the Lord Jesus brings to us. He's the prince of peace. Shalom. Shalom is another concept of rest. So before we go today, let's look briefly at the concept of rest in the New Testament because the author of Hebrews also spoke about this rest and we've mentioned this before. So I'm not going to spend too much time. The author of Hebrews also mentioned this rest and related it to our ability or inability also to enter into that rest. Because just like in the Old Testament, it's left to us, it's left to me, it's left to you whether we want to enter and experience this rest that God is offering us. Let's read again Hebrews chapter 4. Again, like I said, we've read this before, but let's read it again. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. 3 to 5, then 9 to 11. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. We need to take, you know, lesson from the Old Testament, which is what he's telling us in verse 3, 4. We which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world, for he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest, the seventh day from all his work, and in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest, verse 9, there remained therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entering into his rest, he also have ceased from his own work as God did from his. Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. And there's a whole lot of things that we can unpack here. The, 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 the gospel was preached to the saints in the, in the Old Testament, but it didn't profit them because it was not mixed with faith in the heart of those who were rebellious. And it's now warning us that look, we that are we that are saved, we have entered into that rest by by the work of the cross, by the blood of the Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. But there is there is there is a part that we have to play. We have to walk in faith because the way we enter into this rest is by faith. And the way we stay in this rest is by faith, is by walking in faith. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. We've entered into that rest. We need to continue in that rest. We need to grow in that rest. A remaining rest is said. Okay. While Jesus revealed kingdom rest in his first coming, at his second coming, it will fill the whole heart. Now, this rest is not being experienced by the whole creation at the moment. This rest is being experienced by the sons and the daughters of God in their heart. And obviously, we then become a light and a salt of the earth. But when the Lord Jesus comes, 
the second time, when during the millennial reign of Christ, that rest will actually fill the whole earth. Hallelujah, hallelujah. But in between his first and his second coming, as we anticipate the fullness that is going to come, we need to enter into that rest and continue in that rest by faith. By faith, we need, by faith, we enter into it and by faith, we continue in it. And at the same time, we must not forget that warning that Moses and Psalm 95 actually gave to his people, all right? Just like the children of Israel, we must make sure that there's no root of bitterness and unbelief in us so that we forfeit this rest that God has given us. Now, let's read Hebrews chapter 3. We are going to read Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 to 15. Take heed, therefore, lest there be any of you, there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but extort one another daily while it is called today. Lest any of you be hardened through the sensitiveness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. Why it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the provocation. So that is the word of warning that is coming to each and every one of us. Today, 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 if you hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the provocation. The way we are going to experience this rest is by continuing to obey our God, by continuing to be subject to him. Our world today is so weary. Maybe we are too, but the Lord Jesus is asking us to come and to rest. But the question is, will we listen? Will we allow him to be God? You know, the children of Israel told God, so Lord, give, give us a king. We want to be like other people. We cannot experience rest that way. We can only experience rest if we allow the Lord Jesus to be the Lord and the God of our life. If we allow him, if we follow him, if we obey him, and he has our best interests at heart, the question is, will we let go and let him? Today is the day of salvation. And the goal of creation is rest. And that rest come to us by obedience, come to us by submitting ourselves to the will of God. Again, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 7 and 10. Today, if you hear his word, do not harden your heart. Do not harden your heart. For he who has entered into his rest has himself also ceased from his own work as God did from him. And I believe that that is the message that is established for us in the creation story. And we see this move right through the old Bible. Remember what we said? There were two peaks in the creation story and they set a pattern for us that run through the whole scripture. There was the peak where the man and the woman was created as the crown jewel of God's creation. But there was another peak, which is the entry into the rest, which was actually the goal of creation, the goal of creation. And we saw in the Old Testament how how there was another creation in the way God delivered the children of Israel from Egypt, but there is a new creation where God delivers us from the kingdom of darkness. That was another creation. And on the cross, in the three years of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross, God was creating. God was creating. God was creating. God was creating. And he died, was buried, he resurrected, and he arose. Now we can enter into the rest. 
Because there is another creation. If any man, if any woman be in Christ, they are new creature. All things have passed away and all things have become new. The purpose of creation is so that we, the creation, can enter into the rest of our creator. By our obedience to him, by our loving him, our serving him, our worshiping him in every area of our life. And we begin to experience his rest. And if you are listening to me today and you are not born again, you need to do it quickly because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And there is no other name given among men whereby we might be saved. Jesus is the way, the only way, the truth, the only truth and the life. No man can come to the Father except by him. Come to him today. Confess your rebellion because that is what is keeping you away from this rest. Ask him to save you and he will. It will flood your heart and life with, with peace. It will be your Lord and Savior. Take the heart of stone out of you. Give you a new life. Give you a new heart. Walk with you through thick and thin. And when this is over, you will spend eternity with him in the new heaven and the new heart. Do it today. Tomorrow may be too late. Please do it now. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.